You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do. From the Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Today we're going to talk about newly adopted dogs with our new president talking about perhaps adopting a Portuguese water dog, or no, what did he call it? Portuguese water hound. It is, by the way, a Portuguese water dog. Cute. <laughs> or per- <laughs> perhaps a- another dog. <laughs> and with so much emphasis on adopting dogs from shelters, from rescue organizations, I think it's important that people understand there is a period of adjustment for both the owners and for the dogs after the dogs are adopted. Uh, it doesn't just automatically turn into... An Aussie and Harriet. <laughs> Was there ever? Oh yeah. Anyway, did Aussie and Harriet ever exist in reality? I don't know. Okay. Yep. I think they were pretty nice people. But anyway, we digress. So. There are periods of adjustment in in the first month. First of all, everything's new. Yeah. New family. New the, smells. First and foremost. New, new places to go potty. New home. New food often. Um, other new critters in the house, mm-hmm. siblings, whether they're two-legged or four-legged, uh, neighbors, I yes, mean, everything. Neighbors, yeah. Everything about it is new for your puppy, or yeah. your adopted dog. And I think as, as a result of this, because everything's new, the dog has a tendency sometimes to be a little tentative. Yeah. I think sometimes the dogs are on their best behavior. Yeah. They're... Learning what's going on, they have to learn the new house training routine. And like you said, Kate, where to go potty. They have to learn their new feeding routine. Where do they go walks? I tell people it's guest behavior. Yes, that's a, yeah, that's that's a good, good that's a good description. The first behavior at first. The, mm-hmm. the first month after adoption is, yeah, the guest behavior. Would it be all right if I used your bathroom right now? Thank you so much. (laughs) Could I get a glass of water? Oh, I can just get one for myself. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you. Yeah. But you're learning the rules. That's that's a great that's a great example. The second month kinda like dating. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. The courtship. Yeah. Yeah, The courtship. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. The second month is settling in. Well, if the first month is dating, maybe the second month is when you move in together. <laughs> You're settling in. You see each other when you get up in well, the morning. Okay. Settling in is when you start as when we we meet every Friday for dinner for a date. Sure. Yeah. We uh, always do this oh, yeah. on a Sunday. 
That's yeah. when you start getting settled into the relationship. Okay. Yeah. It's not moving in yet. It's it's yeah. it's getting into a routine. A routine. And that's going to be the first signs. What do you mean we're going to we're going to get together every Friday? Sometimes I might want to go out with the guys, you know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So some adjustments. And you're starting to see a little bit more of the dog's real self. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a little more watchful than you thought when people ring the doorbell. You're out on walks and perhaps he wants to lift his leg on every tree that you go by. So he's settling in a little bit. Or sometimes, it's, like the first month, they might be attached to the person who adopted them. But then after a little while, because we've had people uh, mention it, they kind of switch. You know what? I kind of like her better. And all of a sudden, they hang out with the maybe the kid's room and on the kid's bed now. And a little mm-hmm. changes like that start happening in the second month, sure. too. Gee, you saw that with uh, Keely and your daughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Petra's daughter bought the Pomeranian, and and and, and, and my dog, and she ended up Petra's dog. Yes. Well, they did trade. Yes. Did well, trade. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Exactly worked out that way too. Keely started kind of hanging out with me. <laughs> so it's a little. I'm not sure we want to go with. That. Continue the analogy with dating, because I think of that month as experimenting a little bit more. Can I get away? How is this? You let me do this. Can I also do that? Start pushing buttons a bit. Uh-huh. Kind of testing the waters. How far, yeah. How sure. far can I get away with this? So I Not can. true challenging, no, but no, no. a little bit of pushing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I can go get my own glass of water out of the kitchen without asking permission. Can I also take the last Coke out of the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> or eat the last cookie. Just, just checking. <laughs> now, the third month is usually when the new owners get a little bit of a shock. <laughs> the third month is when the dog is showing his more normal behaviors. When they sign up for class. Yeah. When he's really challenging. And for this one, I'll use... My experience with Cadence. <laughs> we always saw this with Kevin, huh, Kate? <laughs> Great big sign, yes. Yeah. Kindred Spirits is training a Belgian Malinois that was adopted from a local humane society to be a service dog for a woman who whose older service dog is retiring. And we won't use her name so that we don't embarrass her. <laughs> Cadence is an adolescent. He's probably about a year and a half. And when I took him on my rotation this last week, he had hit his the end of the honeymoon period for his adoption. And although on leash, he's a wonderful boy, off leash this last week, he was horrid. He was horrid. He had decided, okay, cool. I like this situation. People treat me right. They're good. I'm getting good food. I'm getting lots of attention. I'm going for rides on the bike. I'm getting to play with ball. Life is good. So all of a sudden, your house guest has started his own grunge rock band in the garage. Yep. (laughs) And he's chewing up the carpet, and he's knocking over my orchids, and he's... He was having himself a good time. The wonderful dog we had during the honeymoon period has turned into a teenager. Yeah. Turned into a normal dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah, no, no. yeah, we showed a lot of sympathy for Liz during that whole week. He was not, laughing. Not. <laughs> really, Liz? Ho, ho, ho. That's okay. You guys will get him, too. <laughs> but we do see this a lot in training class. We have people sign up for class 
and they say, I adopted this dog three months ago. She was wonderful. She we fell in love with her at the Humane Society. And she never did anything wrong. You know, it's probably more realistic to use that when you first adopt the dog, it goes back into puppy brain. And then, in the, say, in about the second month, it starts to hit adolescence. And then in the third month, it's going from adolescence to adulthood. So it's a little more compressed growth sure. that any dog needs to go through, whether you get them as a puppy or not. Mm-hmm. The good news is it is a little more compressed, if you keep that in mind. <laughs> there is a light at the end of the tunnel that's not just another train coming your way. <laughs> okay. But I think what's important for, for new owners to understand is this is normal. Yeah. yeah. It happens with just about every newly adopted dog. Don't give not just up. Yes. Don't and, just say, oh and not my just God, it's ones. awful. And a lot of human relationships, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, there. <Yep>. True. <laughs> Maybe not in, in human relationships, not as quickly, but yeah. it does happen. Sure. <laughs> but the new adoptive owners need to understand it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's part of the adjustment period. And again, the dog is not doing it to them. But... Just because it's normal, that doesn't mean they will not. They will progress into stable adulthood unless you help them. You should not ignore the bad behavior. Yes. Yes. Cadence's bad behavior was not ignored. <laughs> he was put back on leash. Again, no sympathy. <laughs> he was put back on leash. His exercise was increased dramatically. Much to my chagrin, but probably to my well-being. <laughs> I put many more miles on my bicycle the week he was with me. Uh, I do say my dogs were a little put out because mom was kind of grumpy. <laughs> and mom didn't put up with anything. Yep. <laughs> Archer was looking a little shell-shocked. <laughs> but uh, no, don't ignore that bad behavior because... At this point, your dog is trying to see exactly how much he can get away with. And if you let him get away with it, he's going to continue. Even when I adopted my female Roddy, and she was a mess. Oh, yeah, she was. Talk about a a rescue dog. She was probably a a half to a quarter of her what she should have been in her body weight. And um, mentally... She was afraid of everything. Everything that went boo or she thought might go boo. Or anything that moved. Yeah. So the first month was just getting her to live in civilized society and understand that, yes, she had a bed. She had places she could sleep. And she was going to be fed. Mm-hmm. And then um, then when she started feeling more confident, then for her, it wasn't so much destructive as in treating me like a vending machine. If I come and, and nudge, 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 you'll pet me, right? You'll pet me, right? You'll pet me, right? You'll pet me, right? You'll pet me. You'll reassure me. You'll reassure me. And if I had fallen, if gone along with that, that wouldn't have helped her either to continue to grow into a stable adult. Let's see. In our last podcast, we talked about separation anxiety. Yeah. All that clinginess would have led to a horrible yes, case of absolutely. separation anxiety. So every dog is going to have a different way of moving through the growth stages. Sure. Yeah. And the age of the dog will have a little bit to do with it, too. Although all dogs go through these stages... Young ones are probably going to challenge more. If you bring in an older adult dog, like a good friend of ours, Sue, takes in oh, older yes. dogs. Yeah. She has a wonderful heart because she'll take in the senior dogs that are hard to place. 
and she may only have them for two or three years, sometimes if that. Mm -hmm. But even those older dogs will go through an adjustment period. And perhaps when they reach that third month and the honeymoon's over, they may not be quite as challenging as a young dog, but they're still going to see what they can get away with because they still have to go through that adjustment period. You don't know what the rules are until you check the limit. I mean, at least dogs don't. They can't. Sure. We can't give them the manual right. that says, this is your new job and these are your rules. responsibilities and rules. <laughs> we can't give them Liz's training book and say, read it. <laughs> Well, actually, Let us I, know when you get to three months. Did I mention I think Walter peed on that copy that oh, I took dear. home? Yeah. <laughs> we, we we have had a few people email and say the dog chewed up the there book. You go. Yeah. <laughs> so the only way they're going to know what the rules are is to test the boundaries. Test the boundaries. Yeah. Check it out. Sure. So you yeah. treat it that way. Okay. Here's some information for you. This is a boundary. There you go. Mm-hmm. Right. And set it up right. for them. Well, we're going to take a break for a moment. We're going to talk to our sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how to avoid some problems as your dog goes through these stages of adjustment. We're going to talk again about, as we have many other times, about training, exercise, and food. And we're going to talk about something new. We're going to talk about what Kate calls the pity pit. <laughs> yep. and, and what the pity pit is, because we do see it a lot in, with the owners of, of newly adopted dogs. So hold on, take a listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hey, ready to take a walk? Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. 
Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pet's ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me are my good friends, Petra and Kate. And today we're talking about the adjustment periods that dogs go through after they've been adopted, whether that be from a humane society, a shelter, or even if you've taken in a dog from a friend or a relative, when you bring in a dog to your home, your home is new, your routine is new, what you do is new, uh, everything's new and exciting, and then the dog goes through stages of adjustment. But there's ways you can react and act as your dog is going through these stages, one of which is training. And I think the people I love to see in our classes, the ones who've just adopted a dog, and show up. We've right. only had them for a week or two, but we want, want to, start to start the rules right, right away yes. and keep going forward. And we pat them on the back and say, good job. Yep. Good owner. <laughs> the rules good are owner. set and they continue on. And, we, and, and No bad we, habits to break. Exactly. And, and they know what to do if the dog starts pushing the buttons. And they expect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And they, I think they go through this honeymoon stage when you hit to the third month. A little easier mm-hmm. than the ones who go and go. Oh my God! It's three months, and I need to do something with this dog. He's driving me crazy. Right. You know. And especially when they do tell us the dog is newly adopted, and then we explain the mm-hmm. adjustment period. Then when the dog hits that three month period, they're expecting it, and they go. They they tend to come to class and go. You know that stage you were talking about? Aha! Uh-huh, this weekend. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's nice because they do acknowledge that they've recognized it. And yeah. and I knew just what to do about it. I yes. had him, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. It's like, good awesome. owner. Good job. Good owner. Now, training doesn't have to be rough, hard. It doesn't have to be, quote, unquote, mean. Training means setting some rules for your dog. Yes, the obedience commands are important. Sit, down, stay, come. Because they are important. Come, you know, can save your dog's life as well as make life easier to live with. Sit and stay when you open the door keeps them from dashing out. The obedience commands are very important, but they're also important to establish that relationship with your dog. And I think getting the whole family on the same page is critical, adopting a dog. Everyone has to know, okay, what are the rules? Are we or are we not allowed to have the dog on the couch? Everybody has to be on the same page with that Oh, one. definitely. You know, and then um, have your dog start sitting before you go outside. Teach him to sit before the leash, before you pet. These basic little commands and have everybody in the household do it. And the dog mm-hmm. kind of fits in and knows the routine and things just go smoother. Sure. Keep in mind that you will be adopting a family member, not bringing in a guest. 
Yes. So don't. Oh, just for the first couple of days he's here, let's let him sleep in the un, in the bed under the covers with a little Johnny. Yeah. Or if where she at the first few months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, problems start happening, and then you have to throw him in the crate. That's much more difficult. Yeah. But if you start out in a crate, the dog came into your house just thinking, oh, that's normal. I sleep. That's my bed. Right. Mm-hmm. Much easier. So start the training soon. Start the training. Is hopefully. You'll be like, we've had some people, I I had a woman call today. She says, we're adopting an Australian Shepherd from Aussie Rescue in two weeks. We're waiting that two weeks because we need to finish our fence. I said, awesome. She said, I want to line up some training. I saw you have Aussies. And she asked about our training. And boy, I gave her lots of positive reinforcement. Good to wait until the fence is done. Good to line up training. Yes, get that dog into training with the whole family mm-hmm. soon. And uh, it, she was doing everything right. And then I think you build a good relationship. You know, people think training, God, no. But it's more, it's a good working relationship. You build a, a bond. A bond, yeah. And so done important. right, training should be fun. You can have a lot of fun. <laughs> training doesn't have to be a boot camp. No. In no, fact, no. it's a lot more successful mm-hmm. if it's recess. But sure. Even recess had rules. Oh, yeah. You didn't did, get yeah. to play Foursquare with the other kids if you cheated. Sure. Everything has rules mm-hmm. in it. Definitely. So obedience is one way of teaching your dog the rules of the games in your house. Right. Right. And let's talk about household rules. Petra talked about, well, both of you mentioned where the dog should sleep. Not under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> and preferably in a crate. Simply because the crate's going to prevent a lot of problems. He's not going to wander off to the living room and lift his leg on your sofa if he's in a crate. He's not going to go down and chew on the kid's toys if he's in a crate. Or counter serve or open cabinets and find stuff. Anyway, Sure. But setting up some household rules is a part of training, and it's a part of the dog's adjustment. Petra mentioned also, is the dog a lot on the sofa? You know, I like my dogs on the sofa because I like to snuggle with them. But my husband and I also purposely bought a dirt brown leather sofa (laughs) so that the dogs could be on the sofa. If you have a white cloth floral sofa, (laughs) you may not want him up there. Or you may want to get a slipcover in the two weeks you're waiting for you get there. Yeah. Whatever it is, make sure the whole family agrees. Yeah. Right. Whether it's on or off the couch, I don't care. I mean, I think that's the worst thing is to bring a rescue dog who now has a new family, new home, new everything, and confused. And then have the family members give conflicting guidance. (laughs) Set up for disaster for the poor thing. Sure. And once, like Petra said, once you start some behaviors, then you can't change it later. No. You have to be consistent. Let's move on. How about exercise? Definitely a biggie in my world. And And, and exercise also depending on the type of dog, the condition of the dog. And now you don't want to take a big overweight dog on a three mile run, you know, that can... We don't want to give him a heart attack. Exactly. You know, (laughs) but then at the same time, you don't want to take a little chihuahua on a three mile run either. He's not going to survive that either. (laughs) Right. He'd be walking on the stubs of his... (laughs) You want an appropriate amount of exercise to to keep the dog relaxed, a little tired, a tired dog is a happy dog, a well-behaved dog. and a little relaxed, a little more able to adjust to your household. And mental exercise. Mental. That mental exercise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of people rescue dogs, but some may have had injuries. You know, Humane Society, we hear, you know, the dog was hit and we had surgery and it's recuperating. You still see a limp. And so, so check with the vet. 
you know, what type of exercise can you do with your dog? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be running or jogging. Like you said, the mental exercises could be just enough for a while if you can't do any vigorous exercise. I'm going to get on my soapbox here, too, because I hear a lot of people identify themselves as rescuers. I rescued this dog. Oh, yes. And I always get this little moment uh on the inside, and I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. But what makes me sigh when I hear that is a lot of people go, I took this dog in physically into my home. I rescued it. And then they stop there. And I see a dog that, I see a project that's only half finished. Yeah. I see a dog who's afraid to come to class or afraid to do things on the agility equipment because they're afraid of traumatizing the dog any more than what it's already been traumatized in their life. Yeah. keeping Keeping them in a sad state. And I think that leads into the idea that dogs live in the moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. People, they come to class all the time or we get the phone calls. The dog was abused before I took him in. The dog was hurt, neglected, hungry, starved. But dogs live in the moment. Dogs Certainly they remember the past. Sure. But... And, they, and there can be triggers. Uh, Gina was afraid of things that moved over her head for a long sure. time. And, and a hand moving quickly over her head would startle her. But she didn't think every day, every moment of every day, of, oh, my gosh, those people used to do this to me. Right, right. She well, was, I didn't let her do it either. Sure. But she dogs live in the moment. They live in the here and now. And you bring in a dog, you become his here and now. And I think we do him a severe disservice by... Oh, you poor thing. You have been so neglected, abused. I, I just got this mental image. There, there's a trainer who often um, recommends putting a backpack on your dog and putting weight in it so that they get more exercise. Oh, on sure. Uh-huh. I just have visions of people putting backpacks on their dogs and stuffing it full of all of this pity. And oh. we're leading into Kate's yeah. pity pit. <laughs> and making them carry the weight of yeah. everything that ever bad that ever happened to them in their life. People do it to themselves. Right? Sure. They do. Yeah. But to do it to a dog when you, it's easier to help them move that weight off of them so they mm-hmm. can move freer. Okay, I'm just really going off into space here. But anyway. Uh, well, explain, explain your pity pit. The pity pit is, is it's, a, it's a morass that people fall into and they drag dogs after them into the same pity pit. Don't fall into the pity pit. Um, <laughs> a happy, healthy relationship with your dog should be out in the sunshine, walking along, enjoying walks together, not trapped in its pit of fear. Right. This pit of pity. Of negative emotion. If you, if you find yourself pitying your dog, stop. Pity never helped anybody. No. Empathy does. Empathy says, I feel bad for you. How can I help you make feel better? Because then I'll feel better, too. We had a lady in class just recently, and I won't say her dog's name or even breed because, you know, I, I, I don't want to make her feel bad. But her dog had been adopted at the age of five. A very nice dog. Healthy. But they were all trapped, the whole family and the dog, in the pity pit. And they would not allow us to give them a ladder. Mm-hmm. Several times, I know each of the three of us tried to talk to them, and a couple of our assistants tried to talk to them. And everything came back to, but oh, poor her. Oh, she's so afraid of everything. And the problem is, is they have made the dog 
afraid of everything. Yeah. And it was sad to see the dog in that state. You you saw it just walking away with them on leash, and when they came in, it's, God, you look so sad. Is there and, anything we can make you happy? And they're hovering over the dog, and they're overprotecting the dog, and they're not allowing her to succeed at anything. I wanted to take the dog just to make it happy. Let's yeah. find sure. something you can do, and let's yeah. be happy. Yeah. They're supposed to bring joy and love to us when we're in a down yeah. mood. Not for us to get Drag the dog down. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I, I will stand up to every rescuer in the world who says, but my dog was so abused. And I, and I will show them pictures of Gina. Oh, I remember well, yeah. Gina when you we first brought her to class. Yeah. Yeah. She still had cigarette burns on her. Yeah. Yeah. She was a mess. <laughs> and it would have done her no good. Now, sometimes she's almost too overconfident. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when she no. makes my puppy roll over on his back. <laughs> yeah, well, Archie deserves it. But, um, over and over and over again. <laughs> but I would, you know, it makes me makes me feel much better to know that she is enjoying life. Definitely. Exactly. Not waiting for the next brick to fall on her head. Sure. Right. So it, it's very important that everyone who rescues a dog or adopts a dog don't fall into this pity pit. Just because you have saved a dog, don't think you have to continue saving him. You've already saved him. Now let's move on. Let's take another avenue and make his life better. Yeah. And if you've saved them physically, great. More yes. power to you. Yes. you. Your jewels in heaven. But then don't forget to save them emotionally. Mentally. Don't forget to save them mentally. And don't mm -hmm. forget to give them credit to move on from being... I, in fact, I, when people tell me, I rescued this dog, I go, oh, good, you got a survivor. Isn't that a wonderful thing? You've got a wonderful dog who survived all that bad stuff. How much more can he accomplish? Yep. Let's Turn move on. Let's see this dog as a wonderful thing that has overcome challenges already and can do more. Yeah. And don't hold them back. Yep. Don't put a backpack full of weights on them. Cadence surely isn't in any pity pit. Oh, no. <laughs> and I absolutely, I absolutely love this lady who, who talked about, she's going to bring the dog to class pretty soon. They had rescued this Small chihuahua, probably three years old, from an abandoned building where it's been living for three or four months. Ugh. Oh, wow. And I said, let me talk about this delicately and make sure that you're not falling into the pity pit. And I explained it, and there was a moment of silence, and she went, oh, absolutely not. I mean, this dog has got life so much better than it had the last three months. Of course not. It's because I have to learn the rules. You know, don't be able to stay in my household. But, oh, yeah, life is great for this dog now compared to where it was. Oh, yeah, sure. She'll get over it. And I went, yes! <laughs> I can't wait to have you come to class and keep working. And, by the way, this is from a woman who's never owned a dog before in her life. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, no bad habits to break. Good. Wonderful. And what she says, I don't let my kids whine and carry on. I'm not going to let this dog do it either. Perfect. Good job. So any more comments about uh, taking in a rescue dog? Uh, bless you. Yeah, <laughs> it should be done. It should. There and there's so dogs. many that, for one reason or another, are given up. And I'd like, I love to see people bringing in their rescues. One of my I think it's wonderful. favorite dogs when I was a vet tech, I just thought he was just a wonderful stable. The people gave him up because he smelled. Oh, in fact, they wanted him put down. <laughs> and I, I'm hoping enough years have gone by, and I won't mention the vet that I worked for. But anyway, um, we actually agreed to put him down. 
And then we found a home for him. And all they had to do was give him a, a medicated bath once a week. Oh, and poor baby. And these people were delighted to do so, and they got a wonderful dog. And I'll tell you what, if they'd probably done a little investigation into his food, they probably could have solved that, too. Probably. Yeah. But that's know. another story. Yeah. <laughs> there are good dogs out there. So look for And given them. up for very... Silly reasons. Silly reasons. Or heartbreaking reasons. Oh, of sure. Course. We should of mention course. that um, dogs being dropped, relinquished at uh, animal shelters is up 500%. Oh, because of the foreclosure. Yeah. yeah. You don't have That's a house over your head. It's you hard can't to provide one for a dog. And so and many rentals don't allow pets. So now you've lost your home, lost your pet. And at least they're doing the responsible thing for giving the dog an opportunity to find a new home. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So yeah. there's your opportunity to get a wonderful pet. Oh, gosh, yeah. So there we go. So that's it. We've talked about the stages of adjustment that dogs go through, some important behaviors to watch for while they're adjusting, and then how to work through the process. And as Kate says, how to avoid that pity pit. Lots of information for you. If you've just adopted a dog or if you're thinking about it, you may want to go back and, and listen again with a pad of paper and a pen. <laughs> Take some notes. But I hope we've helped you along that road because it is wonderful to, to save a dog's life who may be facing euthanasia or who lost his home for whatever reason. It's emotionally fulfilling. It's wonderful to watch that dog for the rest of his life and know you did a good thing. But again, don't wallow in that. Live in the moment, you and your dog both, and move on. So that's it from It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz, with my friends, Petra. See you later, and, and rescue a beautiful dog. And Kate, <laughs> and we'll see you at our next podcast. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.